Chapter 23 Gom looked about warily beside him. The warrior sat, unmoving. Hevron snuffled softly. Where are we? Stormfleet sniffed the misty air. East of the fog, or my nose tells false, and that is the crystal step. Gom was still holding his stone. Starstone! He closed his fist about it and turned uneasily in the saddle. No sign of God or of K.K. either. He dismounted, walked forward and touched the stair. It felt real. But then it had lost time. He looked back. Are we really here, do you know? The warrior stirred, lowered his arm. We are by the crystal's power. He sheathed his sword, slid heavily to the ground. Gom opened his fist, looking down. Hagen never said. I never knew. The warrior said nothing. Katak has disappeared. Gom looked around into the mist. He'll be back, the grim thought came. Gom gazed up at the visored head. What am I to do? The warrior stepped forward, set a mailed foot upon the bottom stair. We shall make a stand together. In a sudden whir of feathers, K.K. swept into view and landed unsteadily on Hevron's saddle. Where are we? How did we get here? Gom's spirits rose to see her still alive. The man you attacked, where is he? K.K.K.? Man, she ruffled her feathers crossly. The journey has shaken the creature, the warrior said. He raised his head, listening, and drew his sword. Katak is near. They waited, silent, while the mist swirled about them, wrapping them together. Now, thought Gom. Now it was the time. At any moment, Katak would come out of that mist, and Gon would face him before the crystal stair. He held out his crystal. What am I to do? he cried. No one has told me. You must destroy this boar. But how? I know not. The answer lies in you, 
somewhere. Gom sank onto the step. I don't even know where the gate begins. Is it the bottom step? He patted the stair beneath him. Or the top one? Or the doorway to the hall? You have seen the tamarith? Gom nodded shortly. I, Elamar. Did you try to reach it? Touch it? I did. But something stopped me. That is the gate. That is what Katak must breach by the crystal's power. How? How will he do that? Through you. He will make you work for him, the way he made you bring us here. I don't understand. His gift is to bend others to his use. How? Many different ways. Greed, ambition. But that won't work for me. So he'll find some other way. That is his gift. What is your weakness, Gondobotok? Speak out. Do not stop to think. I... I'm afraid. Of this stair. I nearly fell last time, and then I was here only Alamar. I'm afraid for Hogger. And for Alm. Oh, skies! They were within a hair of its destruction. We have found your weakness, I think, the warrior said gravely. Beware, or he will use it, as he used it to get us here. But this was the last thing I wanted. Exactly. Fear can pull a thing to you as surely as desire. You're saying that my very fear of his coming here actually brought us? The warrior nodded. As it will get him up the stair if you do not take heed. Gom leapt up angrily. I shall not let it. He slipped the crystal's thong around his neck, still holding the stone in his hand. It gleamed so brightly under the misty light, and yet I had pictured something larger, like the stone at Jastra's brow. Oh? The thought was wry. Larger is more powerful. Is that it? The warrior reached out a hand and let it fall. I would disagree. He broke off, and Gom felt the cold, even before the horses shied and K.K. sounded warning. The false king strode out of the mist, past the horses, to the foot of the stair. He gestured upward. Do you go first, Kibera? he said. 
lead the way. Gom grasped the crystal firmly. Nay, he said, I have your measure. I'm not afraid. Oh, he'd given himself away first draw. Their eyes met. Gom's spirits dropped. He of no sense and little learning, how could he hope to prevail against a spore when even the spin rather could not? He backed up a step, then halted angrily. I'll go no farther, he shouted. The lip curled. We shall see. Cold twisted up through Gom, probing, exploring. Fear flowered within him. Fear of anything, everything. Fear, anxiety, curling him up, all the fears he'd ever known, like a nebulous fog beneath the level of his thought. To Gom's horror, he found himself backing up the steps. The warrior called warning. Think, don't feel, stand fast. I'm trying. You must help me. I cannot stir a foot, came the reply. Gom was losing ground. Katak was winning, using fear to breed fear. How to break the cycle? Gom ordered himself to stand fast, but his mind wouldn't obey. They moved steadily up the glassy spiral, Katak keeping even distance. The ground disappeared into the mist. Please! Help me! Gom sent out the anguished thought. There came the sound of foot upon the stair. The warrior appeared, his arm raised, his sword gleaming in the pearly light. Murderer! he called aloud, and his voice rang high and clear. He swung his sword. The false king dropped the bag of gems and disappeared, and the warrior tumbled down. Gom closed his eyes at the thud of body hitting the ground. When he reopened them, a shape had begun to form in the air before him. Katak, in well-remembered guise. The death's head floated, hollow sockets staring, seeing all. The fear, the worry, the insecurity. Gom shivered. He was alone on the high stair. How brave the mage now, Katak mocked. 
Gom tried to rally, but his will began to crumble. He could stand for an hour, for a day, but he could not hold on forever. It was only a matter of time before Katak prevailed. He stepped up backward, reached to steady himself. No rail, of course. And this time, if he fell, he thought of the warrior lying below, a moveless heap on the earth. Laughter issued from the hollow skull, derisive, cold. Step by step, Gom continued up the twisting stair until his head began to spin. But there was no thought of falling. There was no thought at all. Suddenly, his back foot encountered level floor. His eyes fixed on Katak, he retreated down the passage and into the sky hall where soared the tamarith Stargate, shining crystal pillar ringed by twelve pools of bright blue fire. As in a dream, he backed toward the center of the floor. A single thought, a feeling, fleeting, a few more breaths. And Alm would be no more. Sweat pricked his brow and trickled down his face like tears. There came a sudden shout. Gone! He rules your thought through fear! Gone wrenched his eyes away and felt release. The warrior was advancing, his whirling sword blade a shining disk of light above his helmet. Gom shook his head clear, rubbed his eyes, his strength of mind returning. He looked about, saw with a shock where he was, the skull hanging before him and the warrior swinging back his sword to strike. No, mage, think, destroy the spoil. Think? Destroy? How could he possibly do that? What could he use against this alien thing, this shape-changer, this consummate master of transformations. Transformations! Gom almost laughed aloud. Master of transformations? Why, he could play that game. As the warrior cut the air with his sword, Gom reached for the hum. The whirling blade passed through the ghostly skull as if through air, then flashed, enveloping the warrior's arm in flickering light.
With a loud cry the warrior fell, rolled, and lay still. The skull, unchanged, turned its hollow eyes on Gom once more. But Gom was ready. The star stone raised high. He pulled the transformation spell. A thin laugh echoed out, and the skull advancing sent out its cold force. But as it reached Gom, his spell's power surged, enveloping the death's head in coils of light. As the lines of fire twisted about it, the thin laughter turned to a snarl, then a wail. Gom felt a surge of elation, checked it fast, holding his mind steady. Now was the greatest danger. A fine grey mist still hung in the air, essence of Katak spoor. Gom didn't have long. The mist began to shimmer. As the skull started to reform, Gom pulled the polarity spell, then reversed it. The mist flared and vanished. Gom waited. Nothing. Katak was gone. Forever. The visored warrior lay unmoving, his sword beside him. A strange, spent thing. No light blade, only the hilt, studded with crystals, like so many buttons. Gom knelt, looking down at the still, warlike figure, recalling how he'd cupped its image in his hands, this figure and all it represented, his life's companion. He bent down. This grim gruff warrior had saved him, had given him and Ulm that precious second chance. Had it cost the man his life? Gon grasped the helmet with its pale green crest and carefully lifted it off. Red, gold, Hair sprang out, thick, shining coils of it, bright as the setting sun. It twisted, spread, to lie in silken waves about the lifeless face. The helmet fell and rolled as Gon cried out. The warrior was no man at all.